0: We have been uh, making our way through the letter to the Hebrews, and recently we crossed the divide, and we moved out of the doctrine section, focusing on Jesus and the covenants and all of that. We moved into an application section to the admonition that we need uh, to live in light of this truth, and certain things grow out of that. And uh, one of the things that we got here in this doctrine section was passages that were encouraging and passages that were discouraging. Right. Uh, there were promises that about what Jesus had done and how much better he was and how he does it all. But then there were these admonitions that we need to move forward and that uh, that we can fall away. And, and all this was sort of disruptive. So we now are, are in a passage. We although we've crossed the, the Grand Canyon and we moved out of doctrine and into application, we still have got some peaks and valleys here. And, and today is, is a valley. It's a hard passage. It's it, They're biting words. Sometimes I get to comfort the afflicted. Other times uh, it feels like I am afflicting the comfortable. So lest we are too uh, lax, given who Jesus is, uh, there is this admonition that we need to raise our game. And so we get a very... Uh, we get a very harsh passage. This actually is a passage, uh, probably one of two passages that Jonathan Edwards based his um, very heavy, uh, very famous uh, sermon at the heart of the Great Awakening, uh, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. So Hebrews 26 reads, Hebrews, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 reads, If we deliberately keep on sinning, So the word, notice two words here actually, we, the writer is including himself, and then deliberately. So uh, I I think there's a sense in which the the deliberateness of of sin is what's being highlighted here. So note that um, uh, I think there's a sense in which we all, as we grow closer to Christ, we actually can feel uh, like the, the Delta is getting higher. This is a little little complicated and I don't mean it entirely, but the two people that I had a, uh, ongoing conversations with who I thought were closest to Christ, reacted with a little bit of an edge uh, in their voice when I, when I made that point, like you are you are closer to Christ than anybody I know. and and what they explained to me, what I generally eventually came to understand is that you know if if, if, if my understanding of God is that he's here and I'm here and this is what I need, this is the delta, this is the amount of grace that I need, the longer I walk with Christ, the, the reality is, uh, while my, I actually may <clears throat> raise my game and, and be more visibly uh, evident, give, give more visible evidence of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithful, and self-control. While all those things may be true, I may be kinder, I may be more generous, all those things may be true. My understanding of my brokenness is, is growing also because we just see sin in our own life more and more and our understanding of how holy and perfect and wonderful Jesus is grows. And so while we thought, uh, that this is how much grace we needed. Later on, we can go. Oh my goodness, I am, I am in need of so much more grace. I think that Dallas Willard has some phrase that says, uh, "Saints burn grace like uh, 747 burns uh, jet fuel at takeoff." Like we just realize, oh, I got so much more need for grace. So uh, I don't always feel that way, but he, but he's talking about. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't always feel like we're close to god but he's talking about people who are deliberately sinning and not trying you know pretty aggressively to get better. So if we deliberately keep on sinning, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy of the testimony of two or three witnesses. So this is now he's, he's sort of explaining this, he says, look, uh, anyone who died, you know, under the law, who just had this understanding of the Old Testament, the Mosaic Covenant... Uh, if they deserve punishment, then uh, uh, anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy in the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who is treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who insulted the Spirit of grace? So if, if there was punishment, if there was rightly fear of people who were in this camp uh, who, were, who were not zealously pursuing God, how much more so is, is, are those of us who get the grace of God offered to us guilty, and how much more should we expect harsh punishment? So, um, this is the valley. And I think we've got to live with it and, uh, and let it shape and sober us. The warnings keep popping up. Uh, I think we need to take to heart how they may apply to our own life. There's more good news to come. Hang in there. Have a good day.